Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big money at There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? First of all, I just want to state now okay. that some of the things I had to type into yeah. a URL for this episode uh, into a website, things that I've searched. I am right. going to just straight up say right now, obviously it was for a show. Especially yeah. after your very intense Jared Fogel research, which you've done recently as well. I just watched the one documentary and I wasn't in the mainframe. Like I wasn't on Jared Fogel's email server. Like oh, good, at least good. I wasn't in there. I wasn't in the direct eye of the hurricane. This is, um, I'm just saying the things I had to look up because obviously... People have said that I might have a sexual focus in my comedy. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Or people say that I'm horny. You refer to your semen as devil seeds, I believe. It is. Yeah. It yeah. is. They're cruel. What they make, what they would make me do. Sure. What come makes a man do is bad and he needs to leave. It has to go. Right. I mean, it reminds happens. me of I just watched Venom on the plane. It's kind of like that. It's very much so like that. Yeah. You're not even saying anything that's that exaggerated. That's how I view my penis as an enemy to me, to my career, to my life. Great. But the thing is, is that even just with this content, like this is so horny forward. Yeah. That it was actually kind of difficult to find a non horny way to describe any of this. And I'm going to just go out there and say a lot of this is just straight up pornography. Fantastic. <laughs> Welcome to the last podcast of the left, everyone. I am Ben hanging out with Marcus and hanging out with the ever horny Henry Zabrowski. I wish I was different, but not. But my wife doesn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> no I don't know. I don't know. 100%. Yes. Perfect. That's the <laughs> Natalie. That's the uh, the Natalie review of Henry. One hundred percent perfect. Oh, you know she's accustomed. Fantastic. Yes. All right, everyone. Why all the saucy talk? Because today, you know, you say we don't cover serious topics. <laughs> Finally, we're getting to one mythical sex beast. Let's yeah. get into it. We're yeah. back to stupid. Yeah. <laughs> So in today's episode, we're going to explore the worlds of three different types of European and British sex beasts of mythology, Ooh. creatures that throughout the centuries have conjured images of sexual yearning, <laughs> danger, and misadventure. Misadventure Ooh. means being in a place where you can get a lot of leaves in your butt hair. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a fantastic uh, episode of Darkwing Duck. 
Now, when we first did, like, we did fairies and we did gnomes, yeah. you know, and they all kind of have like a darker aspect, which we will cover a little bit in today's episode. But of all of the creatures, because we kind of went into like, we've never really talked about these types of things like pixies, nymphs, which is what we're getting into. Right. But, um, yeah, man. They're horny as fuck. And well, I, you something. can't even find, there is not a story that doesn't involve one of these things not sucking a penis. That's hyper, that's extreme hyperbole. That's hyperbole? not even close to being true. You Whoa, don't know the research. Close. The research I did. The research <laughs> I, what I did, what, how I put myself on the line. I think what your research, because remember, Google does tailor towards the user. <laughs> My searches were much different than your searches, sir. All I know is don't type in anything associated to Tinkerbell <laughs> into any of this shit, man, because there's shit I couldn't even click on. There's stuff oh like, my. I think I saw a picture. It was like, like it was like Ghislaine Maxwell was like in the background of one of them. I was like, oh, this isn't good. Absolutely. Peter Pan, not just a fun peanut butter. He is also a predator. My question, just to start, nymphs. <laughs> he was a boy. Is that, Pan was no, he was not. He was he Robin was, Williams. Peter Robin Pan, Williams was Pan, actively 45 years old. In Hook. Yes, that's Hulk Peter Pan. Bad. Yeah, you know, yeah. but only in that one universe. The rest of the time, Peter Pan is a permanent boy. So then he is, he does then he's a honeypot to try to get Captain Hook to become a pedophile. Exactly. <laughs> hey, okay. that's on Captain Hook. But it's, it's Captain on Hook Captain Hook. Is yeah. the term nymphomaniac based off of the mythical creature, the nymph? We're going to be getting to that. We're going to okay. be getting deep into that, sir. Deep. Great. Well, that's the thing. Is that while some of these creatures certainly are sex-based, mm. such as the nymphs, others, <laughs> like the pixies, have been sexualized over time and mm. are not necessarily sex beasts, merely sex-adjacent. You mean to tell me that people don't find Frank Black to be handsome? <laughs> Come on, <guys>. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'd kiss him. Oh. I'd kiss him right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's from the band. From the band, he's the singer the of the band, the yes, Pixies. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, it's it's very it's a valiant attempt, my friend. Valiant, Thank you. valiant effort. But either way, we're gonna get into just a few of the many, many sexual beasts of mythology, starting with one we briefly discussed in a cryptid roundup many years back. And the reason why we're covering it again is because I'm sure we got plenty of new hot takes Ooh. on the Kelpie. Ooh, Kelpie. <laughs> now that's a fuckable horse. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's the number one female name in 2027. Oh, Kelpies. <laughs> yeah. I, you know how many times oh. I'm out I, when you're out anywhere in the grocery store? Kelpie. Kelpie. Put that down. Kelpie. <laughs> Get that Kelpie. frozen sausage out of your mouth, Kelpie. Kelpie, stop seducing your father from the water. Kelpie? <laughs> well, the Kelpie is a specifically Scottish legend that is said to haunt rivers and streams. In its true form, the Kelpie is a malevolent spirit in the rough shape of a horse, mm. sometimes depicted with a mane of serpents and reversed hooves. Cool. Uh, yes, and I did a lot of research in the powerful novel um, Wrath of the Water Horse Never Threaten a Kelpie's Mate by Virginia Waits, which, um, to be honest, is, uh, there's not a lot. I, I was expecting more lore, but it seems to be a lot of gay sex with men that are horses. Fantastic. Again, um, that's that's also from your Jared Fogel reading. My no. question here is, horses notoriously can't walk backwards. I wonder if the Kelpie can. Uh, horses can't notoriously can't walk backwards? They can't walk backwards. You guys didn't hear that? 
Moses can't walk backwards. Marcus lived with horses. Marcus doesn't know this? Uh, horses can yeah, walk dude, backwards. Horses can 100% horses walk backwards. Horses can't walk Why do I think this? upstairs. <laughs> they can't walk downstairs. So Why do I think horses can't, no, that's can't cows. walk backwards? Cows can't walk downstairs. Horses, of course, our horses can walk backwards. Just move on. What do you Let's think? Just move on. Just move I don't know. On. I was told at a young age horses don't walk backwards, and we I just it just stuck with me. I was also not... told by a science teacher that glass is a slow moving liquid. We, that's true. That is actually true. Is it that's true? just the state. Yes, it's called states of matter, and that and it's interesting. It's more subtle than that. But yes, technically, we're all Fernando, just Fernando, technically the smartest one of all of us, is shaking his head no. <laughs> he, he, oh, he'll say whatever. He thinks it's funny for us to be wrong. <laughs> Let's just move on. Because we're not talking about biology anymore. This is not yeah. biology. We're outside of the realm of biology. Biology. Just fucking, yeah, horses can walk backwards. Anyway, but, <laughs> but as it is with the Greek siren, the Kelpie often appears as a beautiful, naked young woman who lures men to their deaths. It does, however, sometimes appear as a simple singing horse. I feel like. <laughs> Pizza tonight. Woo. <laughs> I love that horse. Hey there, horny guy on the beach. You don't know how I'm under the water. Come over. It's all of that. But yeah, according yeah. to this um book, this incredibly deep book. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of that. Yeah, it's a mythical creature, and there's a lot of people that do believe still in the Kelpie. The Kelpie actually has a a massive following in Scotland. If you don't believe that the the Loch Ness monster itself would be attributed to a Kelpie, Hmm. Mm -hmm. interesting. But no matter its appearance, once the Kelpie brings its prey close enough to attack, it does indeed become a carnivorous creature who drags its prey to the bottom of the river, devours him, and tosses the uneaten leftover entrails to the riverbank. Yes. And that is an allegory. That's an allegory. Allegory? Allegory? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> allegory for works, yes. An allegory yeah. for marriage. However, randy young men are not the Kelpie's main prey. (laughs) Good pun. That's a horse pun. (laughs) Like many mythal. Wait a second. How's that a horse pun? Main. 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 You didn't even get it. Wow. You didn't even get your own pun. I really didn't. Wow. Mm, Yeah. Mm, Good like that. Well, like many mythological water spirits, the Kelpie was most likely a cautionary tale to keep children from drowning in the river or the lake or what have you. So in most myths, the Kelpie enjoyed drowning children and devouring their corpses. Okay, my question is, when it comes to cautionary tales, isn't the fact that the water is going to kill you enough? Like, if you go, like, why do you need a fake sex fish to warn kids not to go into the water? Just be like, you go in there, you get bloated, you drown. I don't think there needs to be a cautionary tale for fire or water. If you don't know, you deserve to die. Also, I think that we have attributed characteristics to various levels of nature throughout all of conscious mankind. Right. Like we view the world as a series of like they viewed, especially back then, it was a world of series of gods that controlled each part of each life. So I think it stems from that. Mm. And then also uh, kids are fucking stupid. 
Yeah, right. kids are really um, stupid. You don't you, deserve to drown. Kids are just really fucking dumb. Kids and you got, are that's stupid. what you got to do. You got to make them, you got to say like, no, don't. And if you just tell them like, hey, if you go into the river, you'll drown. They're going to say, ah, maybe I won't drown. Let's go have fun. But if you tell them, if you go near the water, the horse lady is going to eat you. Right. That's going to have a lot. That's, yeah, that's the trigger. That's what works. Marketing. Yes, well, it's like how many fucking morons? <laughs> you know, it only took five morons to die before they have to put the stupid tag on the hairdryer saying, don't use this while shower is running. Like you know that that is a like they it, yeah. it's there's the proof is in the pudding. Oh my god! That's Do you right. have any idea how many Matchbox toy cars have to have the description? Don't put up your asshole now. <laughs> and that's just because of you, <laughs> your family. Room, room. <laughs> Well, according to one legend, the Kelpie will lure children to the water and beckon them to climb upon its back so they can all have a fun ride together. Nice. But when... <laughs> <laughs> but once the child mounts the beast and grabs hold of the mane, the child will find that the mane is magical and sticky like glue. Mm. And that's the point where the baby goes under the water and never comes back up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm just going to say the Kelpie, a horrible mall Santa Claus. Absolutely mm. horrible. Yeah, or best. <laughs> well, sometimes, and I believe this is the story we told last time, oh, the yes. Kelpie will murder a whole host of children all at once. In the most famous Kelpie tale, the creature attracted 10 children to the waterside, and it extended its back to accommodate every youngster. Yes, because apparently the Kelpie, one of its singular magical abilities is that it can stretch out its neck. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I don't I don't know why it's always fighting for other people. Okay. Interesting. Nine children mounted the beast and became stuck, but the tenth, more clever and suspicious than the rest, ran. The Kelpie gave chase and caught up to the boy, who stroked the Kelpie's nose in an attempt to calm it down. Wink. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wink. And the back nose. Oh my goodness. It's asshole. I don't know. That's, the, that's what Henry refers to as his back nose, is his dripping butthole. I thank God I can't smell there. Having seen many horses shit, uh, a horse's asshole does protrude quite far when the apples drop. Excellent. <laughs> the apples drop. What's wrong with yeah. you? Yeah, horse apples. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've never heard horse is apples? That, no, because I don't from, know farm lingo. Is that from Wonder Shows? And did they do that, that the hee haw parody called Horse Apples? I'm pretty certain. All I know is that horse apples, yeah, I've known horse apples my whole life. Fantastic. But when this child stroked the horse's nose, mm. He, too, became stuck because the Kelpie's entire body is magically sticky. But the child was clever. And instead of being dragged down to the water, he cut off his own finger. Fuck yeah. Whoa. And as he bled, he watched the Kelpie drown and ingurgitate his nine companions. Thank God that's not me. Very nice. Bye, boy. I guess somebody's going to be the opening lineup of the Little League team this week. Absolutely. I mean, uh, nine fingers in Scotland, you still have eight more fingers than most people. It's true. It's true. Uh, there's also the story, there because that's one allegory, right? There's one story that the Kelpie keeps people out of the water, and this is one thing this clever little boy cut his own hand off, right, to, to escape the Kelpie. 
Shelby. There's another version of the story that has the little boy. The only thing that saved him was that he had a Bible in his back pocket. So yeah. then they also has the there's the Christian angle, mm, too. Well, it's always is like like in every one of these stories, especially Druidic stories about dragon type characters. And they always kind of the, the Christians took all of that to be well, iconography. To, all they can yeah. do is add a Bible in the back pocket and then they're like, now it's ours. Now nah, it's ours. Yeah, and we'll definitely we'll get into this pretty fucking deep later when we talk about pixies. Okay. Now, since the Kelpie is a folkloric beast passed down from person to person instead of through written histories, no one is sure where it comes from or how old it is. Although stone carvings of the Kelpie go back to the 7th century. Wow. Fucking catfish, dude. Mhm. Wait, don't do you, you mean, mm-hmm me, man? What do you mean catfish? catfish? Do they look like catfish? There's catfish, and what was the other? There's another type of fish that the Why? that the Loch Ness monster is always associated with. Why is it with catfish? What is it with human beings? I think they're too ugly to eat, even though obviously they have oh, a deep no. fried catfish. I yeah. Why is it? Catfish. I still want my food to be kind of cute looking for some reason. <laughs> it's because you're weak and you've grown no. weak with age. Nah, a catfish. <laughs> no, cat, but catfish can get gigantic. We had a legendary catfish at uh, Lake Stanford. The lake we used to go to when I was growing up. What was the this name of the eel? Big fucking catfish, gigantic. Nice. It's not awesome. a giant eel. It's like it's some kind of big, big fish. <laughs> it's a big fish. It's not Are you just searching like, big fish in Google right now? Big fish could be monster. A pike? Are you talking about a pike? Yes. Pikes? Pikes Maybe? are no, quite I mean, large. Pike is, I don't know. Pike? Pike big? Pike big? <laughs> wow. That's what I typed in. Oh yeah, that's a big pike. Yeah. Well, the surgeons. You're thinking of surgeons. I just see a lot of proud men with guys with big fish. <laughs> sturgeons are quite large. Mm. And freshwater as well. So they might be in the lock. Mm. Side stories, LPOTLTML.com. <laughs> What's a big fish? What's a big fish? <laughs> well, the Kelpie also figures deeply in the supposed history of two groups in Scotland. The McGregor clan and the Graham family. The Graham family, though, were wiped away from the Scottish lands after John Graham, the Laird of Murphy, ran afoul (laughs) of a Kelpie. Ah, Laird, by the way, is the Scottish word for Lord. And the Laird, of course, ranks in Scotland, ranks below a baron, but above a gentleman. A gentleman can legally take your family. Isn't that so? Gentleman is an actual term. It's a it's a true term, know. not Back just something down. that someone tells you when they're trying to get you out of the bar and not make gentleman, you look angry. Gentlemen, sir, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Gentleman, please leave, sir. Then the McGregor clan claimed that they discovered the Kelpie's only weak spot, but that weak spot is somewhat odd because it implies that the Kelpie is somewhat domesticated instead of being a wild creature, or it's something like an ultra terrestrial, where it's almost human like in its consciousness and it's deciding whether or not it wants to. Be amongst our human games. Hmm. When the McGregor clan claims that one of their long dead ancestors defeated a Kelpie by removing its bridle. Ah. Bridle, that's that's the headgear that you know oh. you use to steer, you know, the reins and the bit and all and such and such. Maybe what it is is like it's like how like if you notice like kids, like little kids are kind of using the mask, like the face mask as like fashion. I right. wonder if they just instead of it being like a bridal for purpose, is that what's nice about the Kelpie, because he's so independent right. that he could wear the bridle oh. as like, I'm taking his back. Interesting. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, but ever since the McGregor clan claims that their great luck is due to this Kelpie bridle that has been passed down through the centuries. On the not-so-lucky side, however, you have John Graham, the Laird of Murphy. Where am I? 
Why? Why am I not there anymore? <laughs> Excuse me. The Laird of Morphe. Not Morphe. The Laird of Morphe. Morphe. The Laird of Morphe just sounds like he's in control of a bunch of people who think goldfish are really smart. <laughs> <laughs> it's said that Graham also had a battle with a Kelpie in which the beast's bridle was cut away, but only partly. Therefore, the beast was subdued and captured, but not killed. Hmm. Instead, the Kelpie was imprisoned on the Laird of Morphy's estate, where it was jokingly fed a bag of oats a day. It's just like, I, I, I could feel this. I could feel like if someone kidnapped me right. and they think it's funny, look, here's your graphic tea. Oh, I heard you like burritos. <laughs> and it's like, all I ate was like burritos filled with oatmeal. And he's like, got you fucking too real. Too real to not be that's, my prisoner. That's not so bad. I mean, it's better than the, the lady was treated in Silence of the Lambs. I mean, she just got a bunch of chicken bones and she could have eaten that dog, to be honest. <laughs> well, that was the threat. Right. Well, poorly treated, the Kelpie vowed revenge. And once it did indeed retrieve its bridle, and with it all the strength it needed to escape, the Kelpie placed a curse upon the Laird of Morphy, which went thus. Sir Buck and Sir Bains, carry on the Laird of Morphy stains. But the Laird of Morphy will never thrive, as lying as Kelpie <laughs> is alive. Cool. They even rhyme. I love a good. <laughs> I, I watched this old this thing about the the, the Globe Theater in on Stratford upon Ever, right? Oh. In, in, in England, right? That they were trying to go back to the old way that Shakespeare's original accent, even though Shakespeare was five guys, right, all having right. sex with each other. The oh. um, but the accent of the time actually. <laughs> He old sold like this, and he sold this. And the thing is, is that huh. they put it in this new, the old accent. And they're like, oh, "No, it's more accurate than it's ever been." Meanwhile, can't understand a fucking word. <laughs> no clue what they're saying. I, this is my I problem. I like that I, accent though. It's, I, it's beautiful. Comforts. It's absolutely yeah. beautiful. But I do find myself, unfortunately, when it's when a certain type of brogue, I have to put subtitles on. I can't understand. Oh, yeah. I totally get it. Do you think a curse is more powerful if it rhymes in a limerick? Yes, I say so. Yeah, I mean, it's not a li- yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely, and it just sounds cooler, right? Because otherwise, you're just a guy yelling at another guy. Yeah, right. you're just me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure enough, soon after the curse was laid, the Laird was struck by a sickness. His <gasps> wife and children left him, and his home collapsed. With the laird inside. All I know is is that I know this. That Kelpie gave me some great tips on investing in Bitcoin. Bitcoin. (laughs) It's only been fantastic from here on out. (laughs) I mean, it must have been kind of fun. Like the first three days your family leaves you is good. Like then you just get really hammered and then you can be like this. I'm going to be fine. But then day four, much like you taught me about June and John uh, Cash, Johnny Cash, everyone said he died of a broken heart. But in reality, June just gave him his pills at the right time. Yeah. Um, and then he died. That's what that's what Charlie Leuven claimed. And, right. And uh, in Satan is real. Is that he's like, yeah, everyone talks. She just but she just knew when to feed him and you know, when to give him his right. pills. And just so no one d- else knew. So he so just fucking died. He you died. So you're saying that Johnny Cash died like a house plant. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah Dave, his nurse Dave, his nurse got fired. Yeah. Dave, yeah. Day four becomes very difficult because you can't just drink whiskey for dinner every night. No. Yeah. Well, the curse also ended the bloodline of Graham in Scotland because the Kelpie only left the Laird's daughter with the ability to have children. Now, you know, 
that a lot of these creatures, which I find is interesting, I think it's because they, maybe it's just something with the magical dynamism, like, like this is how it has to work, where they always kind of have a counterpart, hmm. right? There's like something on the flip, because the Kelpie has a counterpart called the Selkie. <laughs> and this is true, <laughs> which is a seal woman. Oh. It's a seal that sheds its seal body and becomes a highly attractive woman. Again, right. same thing where they, there's something on a flip. And but a part of that story has to involve what they say is, is that um, they're highly like they're good wives. And I don't know what that means. I think it's because they'll lick your asshole like they'll well, love you. <laughs> also, there's something if, about she's, it. if she's half seal, I would assume she'd be uh, quite. Well, this is going to sound disgusting, but wet. She will be uh, You're aroused. Disgusting. Well, but yes. It's, on the outside, though, you mean. Like, do you yes, think she's so if, she's, if she's only a seal like four hours a day and she's smoking hot 20 hours a day. I mean, I'd still marry Oh, you. I'd take it in a second. But the thing yeah. is, is that they don't naturally stay on land. You have oh. to hide their seal skin from them, then belabor them with children enough. Like, keep squirting kids into them so that they stay human. And then eventually, though, they constantly will search for their seal skin again. They will try oh. to put it back on. And they do, And then they will return back to the ocean, possibly with the children that they have also made. So that's but I don't an know analogy. why they're so, everybody wants them. They all like them. They all think that's that they're an, great. That's an wives. analogy how to keep women from having independence. Of yes. course, the seal skin <laughs> being independence. So. And they're like, what if we just knock you up a bunch? Yes. Yeah. yes. No, I know in, in Iceland, they have a, a similar, a very similar legend, except it ends with with the, uh, the husband accidentally uh, beating his wife to death oh. uh, because he didn't know that she had found her seal skin and he's just out there beating seals and Killing beating seals. seals and beating oh. seals. Yeah. Oh, and then know. again, yeah. what's the lesson Even though there's not seals in Iceland, I think it's more of a Faroe Island thing, yeah. but, it, you know, but it's, yeah, eventually it does come to Iceland just in, in seals and at least that's what the Icelandic Ghost Museum told me. And oh, oh, don't worry, there's also the mystical ways of the Selkie, which is another book, another book I attempted to read um, that is in the same world as Wrath of the Water Horse, and it takes place in a series of books called The Manor, which is about a sex Airbnb filled with cryptids. <laughs> it is a it's a bed and breakfast where they all cryptids go to stay. It's a highly you have to it's highly exclusive, but huh. all the cryptids stay in this one house, and that's where they all have sex with each other. That's great. I think it's called the Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> is it the situation like a cryptid? Is it Snooky? Is, is, Snooki, is Snooki a cryptid? Isn't that just Do you absolutely love? wonderful kissing? Do you love? <laughs> wonderful content kissing. Oh. from your grave. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here with Henry Zabrowski. Yeah, it's me, man. Yeah, bro. Henry Zabrowski is smoking some of that sweet last podcast on the left, babe. <laughs> Go out there and purchase yourself some. I hope you enjoy it. We have sativa, we have indica, and we have a hybrid. And I have to tell you, from my personal experience, they are wonderful. Super tasty, live resin. You really get the delicious weedy taste, which is what I like, and yes. three different experiences. You go to your local vape store and get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. We absolutely love you. Can't wait to see you on the road and get that vape, put it in your brain and have a good time. And if you want us at your favorite weed store, give them a call and ask for them by name. Absolutely. Last podcast on the left. It's weed. Hail yourselves, everyone. Hail Satan. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? 
She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do, and the memories keep cycling, and I get emotional, and we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy, and that is not sad. That is celebratory, so you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster, because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. Yes, Grammarly. You know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling, one-sentence email at 4 o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees? Makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a BA in theater. All right, I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right, my job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. I didn't learn how to write. 
So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be to motivate my team to get out there. Oh, man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free. Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Now, the Kelpie is a fearsome beast, to be sure, but on the more whimsical side of sexy creatures, or at least creatures that have been made sexy by such scantily clad depictions as Tinkerbell... Oh, my, you say, well, this is the problem, man. This is your, this is your part of the problem. Is that we gotta mm-hmm. stop, stop calling Tinkerbell scantily clad. She is, yes, <laughs> she is. But right. I think it's because Tinkerbell is a, a poor woman. You know what I mean? No, like, no, no, no. I'll get into the exact reason. Poor. I mean, I'll she was the exact cre- reason Tinkerbell why she was, was scantily clad. Well, it's because she was created by a man with a piss fetish. That's number one. Hence the name Tinkerbell. <laughs> and number two. This is before tinkling was for piss. Yeah, and tinker isn't the word for, that's tinkle. You brought tinkle into it. Yeah, you did. He always does. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to watch her do anything. She's mythical. <laughs> well, in that realm, you got the pixies. Pixies are British creatures that center mostly around Devon and Cornwall on the southwest tip of England. Known for their bubbly appearance, pixies are rarely malicious and instead throw merry parties and shower blessings across the English countryside. They, I mean, it's really, it does sound kind of fun to be in a pixies world, but it does sound like, it's like a lot. It's like when yeah. you first like start dating somebody who's like a bunch of years younger than you and right. they take you to all these like concerts and stuff and they want you to do all of this stuff and you're like, oh no, please leave me. Please stop. Like you're full of life. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I don't want to be around you anymore because you're all like, I can't deal with it. Well, yeah, as we learned much. from the movie Party Monster, some you can only rave so much. Yeah. And then mm. you b- murder they, a man. Then it gets well, you dark. have to, yeah, cut them in. Yeah. You have to. Stuff. You have to, literally. <laughs> well, at their best, pixies enchant children and beautiful maidens <laughs> to join their dances. <laughs> Although that in and of itself can be quite terrifying if you're dancing forever and yeah, ever and ever. Yeah, yeah, but it's cool. It's yeah. like the movie Midsommar. Yeah. Or, you know, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. But that's yes. more fairies, but that's a different thing. At their worst, pixies will muddle travelers and cause them to wander miles in the wrong direction. Or at least that's the worst it is when it comes to general tomfoolery for no reason. Gissel, is that what happens to you when you're late for the airport? <laughs> yes, it's is that what it is? You just it's, follow little little tiny men around. You like, should, you'd oh, be look a- at us! We're jumping in your beer, Kissel. <laughs> oh, they're all swimming. You're like, you guys, you're just you're the funniest bunch of guys I've ever met in my life. Yeah, that's basically who I talk to uh, every evening. <laughs> but when it comes to the wrath of a pixie, that usually only comes when a human, most often a Christian figure of some kind, invades or defiles their homes. Or when Kim Deal doesn't want to show up to rehearsal. <laughs> I don't even know who that's that is. That's very good. That's, she's on, the bass. She was the bassist in the Pixies. And they, was the bassist. And she's not even in the like, Pixies anymore. And if and anyone even knew the lead singer's name, and now <laughs> you're bringing up the bassist. is what has been a central storyline yeah. within the Pixies yes. career. Yes, hold on in a the second. Career. So she the, was also in the Breeders. She was, love you know, Cannonball. Love that song. Yeah, Cannonball of Driving but, on Nine. Yeah. The biggest issue is she's late to rehearsal. Well, she, Frank was over, go get into, you really want to get into Frank I was a taskmaster and a task driver. Kim deal a little bit of a heroin problem. He was just, but he wanted, you know, like they were conflicting personalities, conflicting styles. 
Yes, oh, yes. I see. But that created some of the best alternative music that I mean, has ever existed. Loud, quiet, loud, quiet. They loud, invented, quiet, loud. They invented yeah. it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Fleetwood Mac were doing the human centipede every evening just to figure out a good chorus <laughs> line, and they just, one person was late? Well, okay. Per, perhaps we'll get different, yeah, different tastes, different, different styles. Tastes. Different styles. Got you. Well, when it comes to pixies and being defiled, for example, in the olden times, pixies were said to live in grave barrows. And grave barrows were, of course, often befouled by Christians in their quest to convert the super cool pagan British, Uh, the indigenous British. We see that a lot in Iceland currently where they do have a seem to have a constant conversation with what they consider to be their hilda folk like the the hidden people the thing that live under the ground and right. to me this is more about respecting what came before mm. because you never know what you're opening up i think a lot of times they all uh, hurt themselves by the bad juju of destroying all of these ancient holy uh sites yeah makes sense and putting Indeed. their own branding on top of it huh. sure well, they'd also build churches directly on top of them. Oh, yeah, yes. Just yeah. to, it's just to physically smash them down. But they don't understand that the power of the pixie is actually as strong as the earth itself. Mm-hmm. And if you want to try to scotch the earth itself, uh, good luck to you there, friend. You <laughs> good need luck you need subtitles. You need subtitles for my bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Leave him alone. Well, skin-wise, pixies are either the pinkish hue of the English, mm. or blue, or green. Ears are pointy, and most, but not all, have large butterfly-like wings, which would be, if you actually saw it, would be unsettling and kind of gross. Yeah, because you're just like, no. <laughs> no not with the, not, I mean, I don't even hate a moth's wings, to be honest. I think the moth uh, is a working-class butterfly, but a butterfly's <laughs> wings is beautiful, much like I think it would be treated more like the peacock. If you, if you saw a six-inch person that was nude, but pink, and then had, like, weird, like, veiny, mm-hmm. like, butterfly wings, you'd be terrified. You'd no, sn- no, I would put my penis next to it f- to make it look much larger. <laughs> Which would be nice. Be like, look at this, the size of a leg. <laughs> well, pixies, for example, pixies for the scale, size. Yeah. let's go through the size. Yeah, for scale, the Great. size. They can be anywhere uh, from palm-sized, just the man, the size of a man's palm. Hmm. But the more frighteningly, you know, they'd be up to the knee. So if you got something that would be mm. that was up to the knee with large butterfly-like wings, it would be terrifying to see if it's oh, yeah. flying around you, poking well, at your poking your eyes. And you know they'd have to deal with the same problems that Kissel has to deal with every fucking day of his life. They'd be like, "Hey, so uh, you play basketball? Like in the pixie <laughs> world?" They'd be like, "Oh, so uh, you're like you like a football player, professional football player?" And they're all like, "I'm a magical pixie." Aww. So no. I mean, can you get to know them enough? I feel like, yeah, obviously, initially, much like when people see us three, they're like, huh, uh, but then they get to know us. They're like, okay, they're pretty fun. Like, if you get to know it, it could be a good time. Of course, you can get used to anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing about them, though, is that they're terrible at making clothing. And Mm. here's where we come to the crux of it. Usually they're depicted naked, but... As in the case of the infamous Tinkerbell, some are depicted in rags. I know. It does So begin. that's the whole thing. She's just wearing rags because pixies are bad at clothing. If a pixie wants nice clothing, it has to steal it from it a has child. To steal it from a child, which, I mean, <laughs> and Paris Hilton knows all about that back in the yeah, day. Yeah, she old, does. There's an old joke. But yeah. uh, the thing, too, is that what if it does sound like the beginning of one of our documentaries, where it's mm-hmm. like someone going, I'm just so bad at making clothes. The dances, I don't know. Oh, why they keep falling off. I can't believe it. It's so crazy. <laughs> um, but I looked up 
Uh, I looked up, you know, because I thought it'd be fun, obviously, mythical sex base. I'll look at some erotica uh, to kind of get to, you know, like maybe I can read it on the show. Uh, yeah. Most of the Tinkerbell shit I can't even read. I can't even click. What are um, they doing with Tinkerbell? Things we should leave this little woman alone. <laughs> we need to leave this little woman alone. So is it is it one of those? Is is she climbing into orifices? <laughs> is, is she being well, fucked oh to God. death? Is it's, that part of it? Is there is, is that, a lot of that? There is a lot of being of fucked that. to death. There is yeah. that. There is the other creatures all pinning her down there's the um it's not good man none of yeah. it's good no. and there's the stuff where it's like because it's still like she's sometimes portrayed still as like a little child uh, to oh, these people yeah. not good man it sounds, no. like you did, it, it sounds like you did click on a lot of this no though. i know I just he had the the censors when we were like so what happened and then what? you have such a detailed description they so. put the warnings on it oh they put the warnings on it and they say it like you yeah, and you're like oh fucking lord <laughs> who's right. clicking Oh, that's oh. interesting. Uh, with Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian, anyone who's ever used a chihuahua as a gimmick or a prop uh, needs to be killed by a group of chihuahuas. That'd be fun. I'm calling for that. Yeah, I suppose Our that chihuahuas kind of—they're kind of like a little—they're kind of a little. <laughs> they're not sexy. Never mind. Disgusting. <laughs> I'm not saying well, I don't want to have sex with chihuahuas, but they're cute. They are cute. I would say they're more goblin-like. They've Great. got a—they've got a goblin feel. Yeah, to fantastic. Them. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing about pixies. They are beautiful, uncommonly so, but they're also said to have distorted or strange appearances. It's kind of like that girl in that old Aphex Twin video, the one that kind of looks like an alien. Yeah. It's like that. Beautiful, but unsettling. You ever seen, remember the first VHS? Yeah. It's very, it's oh, kind of based yes. a little bit on that. Like there's a little bit of that, like the idea of in like- the hotel room? Yeah, I never really experienced this as much as you guys did where like Marcus, like the idea of like back on your old, like glam, like the killers, the hives period when you were yeah. like, in, like in New York City. Like, oh, not meeting the killers. Those, but you know what I mean? But meeting those types of girls in a New York City club in 2007. Yeah. Like yeah. it is that girl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were mean. It's scary. Fantastic. Yeah. That's why I was happy they didn't ever talk to me. Very <laughs> 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 nice. Now, the pixies are different from the English fairies in that fairies are malignant creatures who screw around with mankind deliberately. Yes. But pixies seem to be content to just sort of hang out. Okay. Pixies They're and fairies. In the words of a 14 year old, pixies are a vibe. Okay. Mm. Kind of nice and chill. All right. Yep. Yeah. Pixies and fairies, however, have been known to fight each other over territory, as they so bloodily did at Buckland yes. St. Mary in Somerset. Whoa. That's fucking sweet. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Now, information on the battle is scarce, but I did find a long-since-abandoned blog from 2008 called Professor Lollard's Urgent Quest to Find E.T. Pucks Before D-Day. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's nothing says 2008 blog. Like that type. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. was what was his version of D Day? You know this, what? It was unclear. It was okay. very unclear. He was on. He was definitely playing a lot of Call of Duty at some point, and he viewed that this was this was the pixie D and D. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't got know. you. I don't know. 
In one post, the writer claims to have found a yellowed page at the Somerset County Library saying that way back when, fairies were moving in on pixie territory. But the pixies <laughs> fought back and came out on top, but five pixies were killed. Damn. Dude, fuck West Side Story. Fuck the Jets. Fuck the Sharks. This needs to be a movie. I need yeah. to see pixies a, a fight hyper, with fairies. A hyper bloody yeah, like fu- like war style movie. The two of them coming at each other, like because fairies I always view as more powerful than pixies. Yep. Like fairies are oh, just very like, much they're, so, they're yeah. more intense. They're 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 scary. Where pixies, just the idea of like maybe like maybe this time piss will win. You know, like they're being super excited, but like let's show them our tennis girls. They'll all say it's better to look at tennis and shoot guns. It all ends with James Corden as his character in Cats just eating them. Well, I just cut to James Corden just fucking sucking on a Philly cheesesteak sandwich, climbing out of a fucking limo that he didn't pay for, tripping over his own big fat clown shoes, and then falling on top of a bunch of pixies and berries, having their big final battle, and he killing all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Improv anywhere. Anywhere, (laughs) even in traffic. Now, this post that talked about this Somerset Ferry battle, there was only one comment. And this comment may give a clue as to whether or not this blog is legit. This comment read, quote, Kiss me hard and fuck me harder. Hey, I am looking for an online sexual partner, Wink. Click on my boobs if you're interested. Boing, boing. And that that is the sentence that leads you into being scammed in crypto. (laughs) I did actually ask Henry, there was a boobies emoji at the end, like, you know, like parentheses, point, parentheses, point. It is boing, boing. And I asked him to make, and he did, thank you for responding to my formal request. I did make a formal request. Every time I that. see that emoji now, I'm just going to boing, boing. That's what boing, that means. Boing, boing. Yeah. yeah it's good. I mean, yeah. we're just, all we do is try to, we try to bring the best for our audience. Absolutely. <laughs> now, I did not click on the boobs out of fear mm. of where following such a trail of mystery might take me. <laughs> you might end up dancing forever in the land of the pixies. Oh, having your identity stolen by a man in Turkey. Yes, or just immediately being incarcerated. But further research on pixies elsewhere revealed an interesting history to where the word pixie came from, as well as the source of pixie folklore. It's thought that the pixies were loosely based on an ancient race of people who lived around England and Scotland called the Picts. Cool. That's P-I-C-T-S. The Picts were an indigenous Celtic group named by the Romans. And the Romans got absolutely fucking thrashed by the Picts, the first of many, many times that the Romans tried invading England. The Romans taught you that if you just don't give a fucking shit about human life and you just keep throwing bodies at the problem, eventually what you'll do is kill enough people in their own homes that you can take them from them. It's a numbers yeah. game. See, the Picts were a fearsome group when provoked, and their appearance was bizarre to the Romans because the Picts painted and tattooed their bodies with blue dye before battle. Fuck it. Cool. These are my people, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Therefore, the Picts were so named because the word Picti in Latin meant the painted ones. Cool. Now, the Picts kept the Romans out of their territory for 600 years. Damn. Think about that. That's three times as long as the United States has been alive. That's yeah. amazing. Just understand that. 
Yeah, because the Romans did take part of, um, they did take part of England. I mean, London was originally a Roman settlement called Londinium. Oh. Um, but they never took the picked territory, or at least if they took it, they never held it. And of course, if you suffer from Londinium, that's when only half of your penis gets hard, which is so confusing because what half is it going to be? <laughs> you know, and it, it's all on blood type. It really That's is. That's what I heard. Ugh, God, if it's the front half, it seems so it's much worse. It's so much worse. If you just, the, if just the head and first inch of your penis was rock hard. <laughs> yeah. Really weird. Yeah. Well, around 900 AD, though, the Picts disappeared from history. It's thought they probably just mixed with the Scots, which made their histories basically interchangeable after the 10th century. Hmm. Now, it's not known for sure that the Picts were the Pixies of yore, but like the Pixies, the Picti, which was the plural Roman word for these folk, they didn't fight unless they were fucked with. And furthermore, their blue battle skin mirrors the sometimes blue skin of the Pixies. And then who knows? Maybe they also like straight up had a bunch of crazy, sexy bras in there. Maybe. And then you go there, like you start to like, they also know like, oh, hey, look. They're also going like, they sound like they were pretty peaceful people. Leave them alone. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're, they're amongst themselves, who knows? But yeah. Well, from what we do know from certain written histories, you know, because that's the other thing about the Picts is that they had no written history. So everything we know about the Picts comes from the people who didn't like the Picts. Who tried to go kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Who tried right. to go kill them. I always um, love my history screamed. Yeah. <laughs> Only like it to be screaming history. Yeah. Now, you may be asking at this point, Marcus, why the history lesson? Where's the sex? I was promised <laughs> mythological sex. Beast. Where's the sex? I think yes. you are giving yourself a small amount of, a little too much credit yeah. for the history lesson, but it wasn't yeah. there. <laughs> it wasn't there. But that, to that, I say not yet. Because it's also said <laughs> that the idea of pixies Hold were adopted. On. At what point did you start asking and he, answering your all, own questions? This is all his own interior, like, <laughs> fuck you, like, fighting with himself. Yeah, like, like, you can just see him no. thinking, like, no, no. I don't need Henry. I don't need Marcus. Look at this. Hey, Marcus, how you feeling? I'm feeling <laughs> Where's the sex? Where's the sex? Everybody who's anybody in my room while I'm alone <laughs> is asking me, where's the sex? Yes. And to that, I'd say, fuck you. Not Whoa. yet. We oh, got to get in a little bit more Christian mythology before we get back to the sex. That's what you learn. That's because that's a Christian lesson, which mm -hmm. is you need to hurt if you were expecting to feel good. Okay. Yeah. And that's the thing is that the Christians adopted the pixie mythology and they fucked it up in a particularly dour way. Oh, yeah. Instead of fun creatures who live in graves and dance with children, the Christians said that pixies were the materialization of the souls of dead babies who perished before they'd been baptized. That sounds incredible. So then all they huh. do is fucking dance? That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. don't, I don't need to be drowned. That's okay. I'll just do that for the rest of my life. That's great. Yeah. Well, staying in the realm of folklore, pixies were actually the original protagonists of the three little pigs. Oh, yeah. That's it used, that interesting. Yeah, no, it used to be. Yeah, it used to be the three little pixies and the fox until the 1890s. And instead of little pig, little pig, let me in, it was this. Let me in, let me in, said the fox. <laughs> I won't, was the pixie's answer. And the door is fastened. That's it. Yeah. That's little pig, little Wait, pig, let me second. in. It's like so, a fun thing. It's a better story. The other yeah, one's a better story structure. No, just being like, it's, it I even... won't. No, the door is fastened. The door is fastened, so you can't come in. They just added little pig. 
Yeah, and they not by the hair everything. of my chin, but it's not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Yeah, yeah. that's got all the fun stuff. Ah. Yeah, that's a fun show. That's like that's that's a show, right? I like the original one though, because like in the original story, the fox ate the first two pixies who both oh, yeah. lived in wooden houses. They both had wooden houses. Well, didn't but he, the th- he ate the pigs in one ver- in the original version? He the wolf would eat the pigs, right? Yeah, and the wolf would eat the pig, but and sometimes, but in later versions, like the the pig would just run to the next house. Yes, and then the, yeah, because but, kids are getting softer each fucking generation. Yeah. But in this story, the third pixie lives in a house of iron, and it uses a magical charm to trap the fox in a box that is much too small for the fox's body, and the fox is compressed to death in a cube of fur, flesh, and entrails. Oh my god, it sounds like if you lost a game as an Iraqi soccer player in Saddam era, in the Saddam era, the boo box, the boo box. But while we may not know when the pixie legend started, a town in East Devon called Audrey St. Mary has hosted a celebration called Pixie Day since 1953, which was the 500th anniversary of the installation of a church bell that was much hated by the pixies. And if you really needed to be sexy, I guess picture all the pixies as Sasha Gray. Oh, yeah. Sasha Gray. So then I just see the bell like going up in her. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god bless her god bless her and honestly i her, her twitch show is supposed to be great is oh, it okay right. well good fantastic well supposedly when the bell was installed in 1453 the local pixies became enraged at the sound of the church bell and therefore invaded the town yes. captured the bell ringers and jailed them in a cave now known as pixies parlor now Ooh, pixies parlor mama. is there but it's a drip club Obviously, that's the thing about Pixies again is that it just as soon as you say it, it becomes now. I think it's right here in Los Angeles. It might be by Jumbo's Clown Room. I love Jumbo's. (laughs) (laughs) When's the last time you've been to Jumbo's? Oh, I went there a few years ago. It's great burlesque. That's great. I I should go to Jumbo's Clown Room. Sounds like a wonderful time. time. It's a a horrifying name, to be honest. But I I was just, I was like, all right, I'll go to Jumbo's Clown Room. And I survived. Well, the bell ringers, of course, escaped and the pixies were banished. And in another version, a bunch of pixies almost lead a bunch of monks off a cliff before the monks are, of course, saved by God. God should have cut his losses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the pixies are leading them off the cliff. And then the one of the monks stubs his toe and he says, oh, my God. And then God notices that these pixies are about to kill a bunch of monks and God stops the monks from walking off the cliff. The thing is, that I don't understand. That's why God's so stupidly inconsistent, because then he lets some people die to learn a lesson. He lets other people are like, I thought he wanted them all back up in the house anyway. I don't I think don't he know. wants to hang out with a bunch of monks. That's no, the problem. Annoying. Yeah. I mean, both tales, they're just more stories told by Christian invaders to establish dominance over the yes. more fun and whimsical beliefs of my fucking ancestors. Oh, yes. By the way, 23andMe, I uh, checked it again. Uh, it's gone up. I am now 86.5% British ancestry. Well, is that why your ears are see-through? <laughs> <laughs> like, you have, like, you do have a bat-like skin yeah. almost. Like, you very oh, yeah. thin, very thin. Oh, May I ask, yes. what's the other 15%? Uh, like French and German, uh, and a mm. tiny, tiny bit of Scandinavian, but it's a hundred percent European. It's hundred percent. Oh, there's like oh, a one percent Spanish and, and Portuguese, but yeah. Oh, that's okay. nice. Fantastic. Yeah. That's so there's nice. that at the very least. Well, wow. from your grave, a roast as dark as the night. 
perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of Spring Hill Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> but speaking of beliefs absolutely ruined by Christianity, the sexiest mythological creatures of all Ooh, are yeah. the nymphs oh. of Greek and Roman mythology. Yeah. And for these... Picture whatever documentary actress you'd like. I, uh, it's just, and you can't separate them yeah. from pornography. Is it wrong <laughs> that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm picturing Edith Massey. Edith like, Massey. Oh, sure, you can. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whatever they, whatever gets, whatever makes your front b- jump. Yeah. And I look at the, like, I tried to. This is the opposite. I went the opposite direction because I think it's fun to look at things that aren't, like, because these are all sexy. And I was trying to look for things that weren't sexy. Mm-hmm. with the nymph and um it doesn't exist and oh. i tell you what and i even masturbated before research wow. so that i would so i could just wow. clear my head and think about Wait like a this second. again so like a scientist you were, you were so worried about being aroused by fictitious mythical sex beasts you had to jerk off before googling them no it's because my the you know how they say you well, would uh, uh Barack Obama said that the uh, arc of history leans towards justice <laughs> i know <laughs> he nailed that it my, again my hands lead me towards pornography like even yeah. if i don't oh. want those like i know that they especially if you put on an incognito window so it's like immediately go so i knew i had to get all of that out so i could find something something real and i'll tell you what man y'all are filthy <laughs> oh, really? the internet is filthy you know what's so what interesting and i've proved this point mul- multiple times if i type p into my uh search engine it goes to people.com and i go to o and it goes to politico i've got to put the r in before i get to pornhub so isn't that something? It's not. If you put P in your search engine right now, first thing is going to is porn. I'm a guarantee it. Yeah, most try likely. It, try it at home. Not if you're in school. No, yeah. mine is like you know, conspiracy theory, shoes, boobies. Great. I actually, you mentioned that yesterday. I checked mine. Mine goes to PiccadillyRecords.com. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. It's a, it's a record store uh, in England that I just. That's where I go to find out what my new music. Oh okay, wow. Well. Also, Piccadilly is what I search on Pornhub. (laughs) That's stupid. (laughs) Uh, That's called that's called a Tylenol extra extra strength. Um, Just so you know, Kissel fell down. He did hurt his arm, and so he is on Tylenol. But he's doing great. But he is in the sling. He's doing great. I'm getting old. I'm 41 in a couple of weeks here, and I'm definitely definitely getting there. 41 feeling fun. (laughs) Kinda. <laughs> Minor nature goddesses, one and all, the nymphs ranked below the gods in importance and power, but were nevertheless still summoned when the gods assembled on Olympus. Can't this be a Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> the nymphs usually presided over natural phenomena like clouds, trees, meadows, beaches, and caverns, and they acted as counterpoints to the horny, swarthy goatmen that were the mythological satyrs. Oh, I did some research. Research into satyrs and they they're not nice as well. They yeah. used to yeah they're not nice, but they're horny. They're, yeah. you know they're they're <laughs> a symbol of sexual freedom. Yes. Okay. 
Quite pleasant if left alone, nymphs were usually found when travelers strayed off the beaten path, where they would be enchanted into either extreme infatuation or madness. And alternatively, these travelers could also die of stroke from the vigorous humping doled out by a nymph. You got to be careful. You need to hydrate. If yeah. you're going to be with one of these, I think about like recently, like somebody like Lori Vallow, like I think in true crime, right? Like Lori Vallow with Chad Daybell. Mm -hmm. Lori Vallow took this other guy that said he was having dreams of the apocalypse and he completed his vision of the apocalypse by being the chick that is worthy of being Christ. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's something about that of like jumping into something like, because she definitely used sex to manipulate Chad Daybell. What? And you can kind of, I know, but you can kind <laughs> of see this type of thing where you're like, the, the, it is, it does stand in the, the history mm. of time, people that. Yeah. Also, if we did this subject or subject matter like this every week, Henry would also die of stroke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like when somebody sees a nymph, like the, the look on their face right before they die is the same look that Travis Alexander had on his face when Jody Arias took the oh, last yes, picture of him. Look. Oh, that's, that's Look, Fuck. Yeah, oh, yeah. like, no. oh no, oh, it's no. here. Oh <laughs> man, bad work, penis. This was a bad. We should have again masturbate first. The eye yes. of Sauron between her cheeks. <laughs> it is. Well, yes. Now, both Greek and Roman mythology have nymphs because Roman mythology is heavily influenced by Greek mythology. But in Greek mythology alone, there are hundreds of named nymphs each with a specific class. Hmm. There are the Anthusae, the nymphs of flowers, Ooh. and the Ure, the nymphs of cooling breeze. Ooh, okay. There's nice. a whole host of water nymphs, and tree nymphs, known as dryads, are all separately categorized to link up with specific trees. Huh. Do you think that this actually was, in a way, like conversely, this was more of a naming system for things that like, while it is, uh, they did have names for the plants. And I wonder if it would also help them determine the characteristics of plants and shit by attaching spiritual entities to it. But it was also like yeah. a learning map. Might just be a fun way to learn. Could be, and it all, but I think it was also that um, all of these things were very pleasurable, and yes. so I think it was because like a cooling breeze, and you know, and they associated back then, you know, of course, sex. They associated sex as something that was pleasurable and not something uh, that was dirty, something to be ashamed of. That's disgusting. Right. <laughs> You've also got the nymphs of Hades, who accompanied Hecate on her hauntings and torments, Whoa. but. You've also got the nymphs of honey, who are commanded by the original honey nymph, Melissa. Oh, easy, Melissa. <laughs> just, just name it it's her Melissa. Just it's Melissa. It's just Melissa. Yeah. Well, Which Melissa, is like, yeah. It just sounds like Delilah. Yeah. Ooh, We're like Delilah. Melissa, just being like, oh, have you met the best. Melissa? You know? <laughs> and he's like, hey, people <laughs> honestly honest with it about me, my personality. Yeah. <laughs> it's sweet. <laughs> Welcome to Delilah. This song goes oh. out from Rebecca to Rebecca from Tom. He says, thanks for the gape. Pour some sugar on me. Coming up for poison. Delilah is beautiful, by the way. Oh, she's the best. Radio personalities, any? oftentimes people don't search them. Marcus refuses to look at Delilah, but she is stunning. Because I have a picture in my mind of Delilah. You and don't want to keep it. that picture, and I don't want to interrupt that. Because Delilah, she's out there every night. She's soothing the lonely hearts. She's the best. If there are those of you out there who are missing your gape, 
or have never known a gape, this is for you. This is, this is to you. make you feel better. Oh, some sugar, man! Whoa, nice! <laughs> awesome. Well, physically, nymphs tend to be the personification of whatever class they represent, but sexy. So, you might have a sexy pine tree. Or a sexy daffodil. Greeks are horny. Yeah. <laughs> or nymphs might just represent their class by color. If you're a water nymph, you might be blue, and oh. so on and so forth. And additionally, nymphs tend to live 10 times longer than humans, and they stay beautiful till death. Helen wow. Mirren. Oh my true, God. true. Interestingly, though, the word nymph is very close in sound to another Greek word that has its origins in the Greek Bible. That word, I think it's like nymphe or something like nymphe. that. Yeah, it meant a newly married bride. Oh. Mm. If this guy is lucky. Well, this is a time period where a new, newly married bride was 12. <laughs> We're not going to get into it. This, however, could also be a complete coincidence because the nymph myth was around long before Christianity came to Greece. We got to cut egg. down all of these fuckable trees. <laughs> <laughs> I am sick. Honestly, I just I am sick of these filthy trees. Put a few thoughts in my head when I'm trying to go for a walk. Maybe it's have you ever thought it's just you? Uh, maybe because I don't I just see trees that kind of they're beautiful. I read under them. You just you. You know what? Honestly, I'm sick of being blamed because I'm walking around <laughs> here and you look and you see the two round bumps on it. Yeah, and the big just... raggedy hole in it. You mean to tell me I'm not supposed to feel up on that and suck on that while I'm walking <laughs> in the air trying to be a centurion? <laughs> I think it is you. Now, in Greece, nymphs were not seen in any sort of negative light, and until the 20th century, they were known in Greece as spirits that protected the natural resources of the land, and to disrupt these resources meant risking the wrath of the nymphs, much like the Hildefolk of Iceland. It might be more prudent these days to ask questions before wanton spread. Indeed. These beliefs are thousands of years old. They date back to when the rural folk were focused on protecting water sources. This protection was seen as so important that some communities formed cults around certain nymphs. Although I think a, a more appropriate modern comparison would be instead of like cult, it's not like people's temple. It's more of like an intense fandom. Yeah, they're all like into the, our local nymph. Like yeah, this is okay. our thing, and we go there, and it's it's kind of fun because then you imagine there's a little bit of there's some tongue and tongue and cheek embracing of the idea, and there's also some like you never know because I do believe that you probably get a lot more out of your local deity than you do from the big man upstairs. Absolutely, yeah. all religion is local as well, and we will be at Comic Con in a few weeks, so come and see our uh, Spe- I, I, in, intense fandom. I am intense, intense oh, fandom. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. very good. And we will be, we will be at Comic Con. Can't no wait. Comic Con. Well, at first, I mean, the thing, the intense fandom back then was it was a little more intense. They would sacrifice goats. They'd sacrifice cool. sheep, you know, sometimes bulls. If you need a really big if you're asking for a really big favor uh, from the Greek or Roman <laughs> gods. I love that you had to bribe them like Henry. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man. Harry, Easley. I need I need your help. We can go out to a Korean barbecue first. I, I, you got, <laughs> literally, I wish there was more of that. Huh. Ooh, I want to get my Korean barbecue tonight. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, that I sounds so good. That delicious. That sounds oh, delicious. Now that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, the followers they would simply leave coins at nymph shrines to keep the water clean. Uh, after a while, after the sacrifices kind of ran out, and similarly, nymph shrines were also found in Athens, where archaeologists believe the virgins of the city gave offerings before their weddings in the hopes that the nymphs would grant them quote 
a prosperous marriage. Oh, oh yeah. Big full gut. With a full of chai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with any luck, you'll have a Twitch account and he plays games all day. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> but of course, as it is with most things related to sex and fun, nymphs eventually garnered a negative reputation. We didn't do this. The old no. people did this. This is yeah. all stupid. Why does it always go to negative? It's always. just sex. I don't know why we're all against sex. I don't understand. Well, around the 17th century, the term nymphomania was coined to describe a woman with a sexuality that was, quote, devouring, depraved, and diseased. Wait, you mean that she, like, had a brain? Equals Mm -hmm. wife material is what that is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, sex addicts did exist, and sex addicts still do exist. I mean, actually, David Duchovny, I think about him, and I wish him a speedy recovery every every day. day. (laughs) Every day I think about him, how hard that must have been having sex with all of those people, and (laughs) just be like, I can't stop. But no, sex addiction is real. I have There are people that I have known that have walked through sex addiction, and it's not pleasant. No, it's compulsive sexual behavior. It's yeah. in, in you both get yourself sexes, in bad situations and shit like that. Real I'm not hard. gonna. I'm not ranking all of the addictions, but like, it's not heroin. <laughs> no, it can. It can, it can be. It can be quite deadly. Yeah, okay. uh, other things. You might. You might be uh, forgetting about a, a disease called AIDS. Do you remember? You fucking do you asshole. Remember AIDS. Yes, do you remember what you remember AIDS? for real? World? I know that. Do you remember I do. Pedro? Do you remember Pedro? Do you, think you know what, guys? Do you remember Judd Winnick's brave graphic novel Pedro and Me? And this is where I actually do. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but that's the thing is that yep, yeah, nymphomania has become in recent years hypersexuality and nymphomania. That's that's. Have you? I haven't heard anyone called a nympho since like the nineties. Yeah, Nympho's not really in the slang anymore. No, now they're no, just called not. insta stars or like I don't know but famous just, celebrities. Well, yeah, yeah, that's not. It'd be weird to be mad against a woman that wants sex. I just yeah. don't understand. I think it's yeah. strange. But back then, nymphomania was kind of a catch-all that was most often just used to marginalize a groovy lady. Yes, it's yes. like it's the it was like you don't call her a witch anymore; you call her a nymphomaniac. Yes. Originally, nymphomania was diagnosed as an organic disease. As it was written in a French book on female sexuality in 1769, one of the first ever, a nymphomaniac was quote. A monster in human shape. I would love to watch the French artist just eating cheese, farting and burping and drinking wine. What a just... monster! How dare she! How dare she! She left a wet spot on the barber's chair. She's a monster. Once the disease took hold, a nymphomaniac would assume, quote, ridiculous gestures, contort their bodies, dress provocatively, and attempt to stimulate the passions of men by using, quote, the loosest language. All of my favorite people. (laughs) Yes, of course. As far as the causes went, men put the blame on such random yet predictable ills as drinking brandy. You should really drink. Brandy is also a gross drink. I like brandy. I like brandy. Not that bad. Brandy's bad. You could also get nymphomania from reading too many books. Oh, (laughs) tell me, tell me about it. Uh, You could get it from being inspected by a speculum. Oh, Oh, yeah, I know. I actually cured mine. Yeah. (laughs) Or you could even get nymphomania uh, by divorce. Oh, in other words, all things 
Oh, <laughs> that might hold. It was, but it's any, called rebounding because yeah. you finally got rid of your dumpy husband and you, yes. go, you get to go bang all the hot guys at the bar. Yeah. I mean, in other words, it's all things that gave women a little bit of freedom. Like, yes. no, 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 don't let, re- let her read too many books. She'll become a nymphomaniac. But once a woman was committed and forced into treatment for nymphomania, she could look forward to cold enemas, oh. uh, bland food, bleeding, leeches, or just complete hysterectomies. Oh, Jesus God. Christ. Yeah. Okay. But if none of this worked, doctors believe that a woman could literally die from being too horny. That's why we gotta, we got to milk these women. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have gotta to, happen. We have to milk them. Jeez. How, what era was this? What, what years uh, this? This is Victorian era. This oh, is like okay. late 18th century. Uh, and there was a male counterpart to this so-called disease. It was called satyriasis. It's named after the satyr. They both, they took both of them from, you know, Greek mythology. But satyriasis was diagnosed far less frequently because it was sometimes just seen as a sign of virility or manliness, uh, where a highly sexual woman was seen in a, let's say, less positive light. Which, so yeah, weird. again, it's just destructive. There is destructive sexuality. But yeah, a lot, a lot of men get into a lot of trouble following yeah. their penis. It's not good. Interestingly, though, by the time of Jack the Ripper, the Victorians saw self-control as a sign of masculinity, and men who were unable to control their sexual appetites were seen as weak, lazy, and predictably effeminate. Weird. Interesting. Yeah, because that's what it was said. It was said that Jack the Ripper suffered from satyriasis. So they have like an incels version of having sex with women, how it makes you gay? Yeah. Like the (laughs) incels would be like, you have sex with women? (laughs) Yikes. That is exactly what it is. So yeah. funny. But no matter what, it seems that in at least the case of the pixies and the nymphs, we would have all been a lot better off and would have had a much more interesting world had we not let Christian morality get all mixed up in our mythological sex beasts. Good. And that brings us to the Supreme Court. And that's uh, yeah. what we're really here to talk about. <laughs> True. I mean, it is, it is yeah. weird how a bunch of the topics that we're going to cover over this next couple of months do then become prescient because of all of this. Mm-hmm. They all become like a part of it where you do really see it time and time again, where we're now seeing the end of a sequence of events where they have been mm-hmm. trying to punish sexuality again and, and destroy individual liberties again and how mm-hmm. it just keeps happening again and again and again. And may, maybe we need to move to Madagascar. Oh, I love that movie. Time travel is very real in some ways because aren't we in the past again? Yes, we are. Let the nymphs free. Let the nymphs free. Let the nymphs free. I agree. Let the nymphs free. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I learned a whole bunch. There was tidbits of true knowledge in there, so I have to congratulate all of you. But it's kind of funny for other cryptids that we've covered, like truly where we've made them sexual. With these cryptid, these highly sexual creatures, we actually didn't even give give people that big of a boner. No, not really. I mean, I I have some classy Tinkerbell porn. Sure. Yeah, that's it, nice. Send, send it to the audience's uh, way. Should I read it? You can if read you, a little if bit. If it's classy, yeah. All right, let me throw this. Sorry, yeah, it's called Flower Flutter by <laughs> Orphan <laughs> Orphan Account. Okay. It was no tender rose, but a good sturdy dandelion, <laughs> quite strong enough to support two light as air fairies as they sank their knees into its buttery petals, oh, tangled wow. together. Ooh, their nice. sweat dripping into the flower's folds. <laughs> Inadessa. Tinkerbell panted as soft lips latched onto her neck. Mm-hmm. Sharp teeth. A breeze of wind and the flower swayed, 
sparkles world around all three as the fairies searched out each other's places of pleasure. Oh. Iridesa's fingers sank into Tinkerbell's flower, oh. and she could feel light <laughs> bursting inside of her. Great. Afterwards, they found a stream to wash in, laughing as silver mist passing by caused the water to spray over them, the sun slanting, the droplets into a rainbow. So, that's how babies are made then, asked Tinkerbell. <laughs> no, silly, Iridesa laughed. It takes a seed to make a new plant, not just good earth. Do we have to go over this again? Oh, yes, please, said Tinkerbell. I think Orphan was a woman. I, I, I just <laughs> noticed a... That is very feminine pornography. It's yeah, good yeah, stuff. It's, it's nice, right? I feel like it's, that's classy. It's Red Shoe Diaries. Abs- yeah. Well, although if it were if okay. it were me, I would have said mound instead of flower. I think sank, they were sank into her mound. Mound. You're trying to like keep mound. the mound. I like mound. mound. She's trying to keep Which, the 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 fucking the, the flower imagery going. Yeah. But that's the but the thing is is that actually the flower imagery it doesn't really work because if they would have used mound, then that would have conjured up a vi- visions of earth, and so that would have worked better with. You know, his, um, you know, his his claim that it takes more than a seed. It takes not just good earth. So mound would have worked better. Yeah, we Where do- are the fucking machines? Yeah, <laughs> I do love that. I also I was because uh, I was you know, whatever. Sometimes I just need to remind what it remind myself what it was like to be an innocent child. And I watched the new or the oh, my God, the what? old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. The original. Mm-hmm. What and about it? Raphael was very close. To you're, still April talking, you're still talking. You're still talking about this. About this. this. Raphael yeah. almost having close. sex with April yeah. O'Neil. Like, and, and it is kinda, weird. Um, it's it's tangential. It's not even a part. It's got connected to this. We didn't talk about giant. Yeah. No, but they're kind of like cryptids. Or, yeah. Are they cryptids? You're just putting yourself because you <laughs> imagine right. yourself as Raphael having I sex with April Raphael. O'Neil. Yeah. Uh, all right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we hope you're doing well out there. Do we have any other announcements or anything? We do. We want to start telling people and reminding people we're coming to Europe. Yes, we can't October, wait. We're coming to Amsterdam. We're coming to London, Edinburgh. We're going to Birmingham, Manchester. Uh, we're going to be all over. We're going to keep pressing that. Yep. Can't wait to fucking come see. Can't wait to come to you, Europa. Um, one thank everybody who came to the Canada shows. Oh, they were yeah. sweet. It was awesome. Uh, again, Canada was kind. They did very good. sweet. Vancouver, did Toronto, you all were um, just absolutely wonderful. And Thank the you. second volume of Last Comic Book on the Left will be, is now available for pre-order. Go to z2comics.com, check it out. We're going to start getting this going. We're really excited. Mm-hmm. This next one's going to be thick. Oh yeah, and those European dates are in October. It starts October sixth in Amsterdam at De Meerwaard. Oh, so if, if you've been looking for a good excuse to just go take a European vacation, what's Amsterdam like? I've never been. What's well, going the on one, there? I was just there make, one it time, desti- make it a destination. The I'm only thing that I know to. is the Sex Museum. Just for y'all, it's out there. The entire second floor is just bestiality. Yeah, I'm so. very scared of that. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that because that's what I discovered in my Jared Fogel ver- journey as well. Because he liked it. He liked a naked horse. Uh-huh. Uh, to, which we is might have like, to straight up cover Jared Fogel one episode. He, it's rough. It's bad. It's a bad story. Um, but I uh, will say I want to come up with some kind of Dutch outfit for Amsterdam. So I'm thinking I might go full leather daddy. I'll either go full leather daddy or if there's some kind of if you can hit me up side stories lpotl at gmail.com what is good authentic Dutch wear they're gonna dress you like I want to know I want to look like like, someone who's gonna get beat up I want to look like the guy from Civ 
I yeah. forgot what his name is. I wanted the big hat, the big metal hat, the wood shoes. I'll do that. I do have an idea of how I want to dress you. I want to dress you like a little doll on this one. Please. Yeah. Let's not spoil it for the crowd. Let's Please. keep it for there. Yes, because I, I do I do have an idea for, <laughs> for your wardrobe that would be quite amusing. I think oh, so. Dude. I think it would all be right, quite amusing. Thank you all so much uh, for listening. Thank you guys so much. Next week, we're going to have some fucking blood for you building up to episode 500. What is it going to be? It's going to be big, though. Hail yourselves, everyone. Hail Satan. Again. Magustalations. Hail me in these trying, trying times. Absolutely. Go find yourself a Tinkerbell of your own. Or of a Tinker. <laughs> of age. Yes. Of course. A Tinkerbell or a Tinker Boy. Either one. Whichever you want. God, I think so. Oh, yeah. Find yourself a little Tinker Boy. <laughs> thing about him, though, is that he's going to have to sleep on the couch. Because a lot of them, the reason why they got to that fun, magical place is because they don't have a job. this show is made possible by listeners like you thanks to our ad sponsors you can support our shows by supporting them for more shows like the one you just listened to go to lastpodcastnetwork.com